Hello and welcome to Theartology, where we put the art back in theology by finding God in the movies. I love movies. And I love Jesus. I love studying film and watching them and experiencing all they have to offer. And I love studying the scriptures and the life of Jesus and, and the church world and everything in it. I got a bachelor's degree uh, at SF State in cinema production. And I just started a master's degree in Christian apologetics at Biola. So I love delving deep into theology and deep into filmology. But sometimes I have a hard time reconciling these two parts of myself. As a Christian, am I allowed to engage in certain kinds of art? Can I watch this film? Is it okay for me to watch it? And then also, why, why is most high-quality art not Christian? Why, why is God left out of so much art? And why are Christians not the leading artists today in the world like they were back when and during the Renaissance and other times in history? This is where my heart and my passion lies, to reconcile these two sides and to build the bridge between faith and art, to advocate for deep theological understanding and love of God at the same time having a deep understanding and appreciation of art, particularly films, and how these two can speak to one another. It's fashionable in the art world to scorn or ignore faith of any kind, particularly a saving faith in Jesus Christ. The opposite is also true. In the Christian world, we reject art as a viable expression of our faith or understanding of God. And we scorn secular movies and other music and other forms of art because it isn't unquote unquote Christian. But I don't think there has to be this big divide. Art is important. I think it's integral actually to our understanding of God. It reveals to us the mysteries and the beauty of him. It reveals to us the mysteries and beauty of all life and all interaction around us. And I believe that there's something that art can reveal to us about God that studying and science and our left brain rationalism can't. There's a book I read recently called Art and Faith by Makoto Fujimura. And in it, he says that some things, of course, are best conveyed in a three-point sermon. But we would lose a great deal if we heard the good news delivered only as linear propositional information. For the gospel is a song. And I couldn't agree more. The, the gospel is a painting. It's a beautiful creation. And I think if we pigeonhole ourselves into experiencing God and his spirit in one way, I think we do ourselves a disservice. I recently had a conversation with someone who was talking about the movie Spirited Way. And she said, whenever... She's feeling down. She watches that film and it restores her faith in humanity. And I thought about it and I thought, what movie restores my faith in humanity when I, watched, when I watch it? And the answer I settled on was all of them. All movies do that for me. When I need to pick me up, I watch a film. When I need to have some kind of cathartic feeling and process my feelings, I watch a movie. When I want to escape, I watch a movie. When I want to understand something more, I watch a movie. When I just need to be entertained, I watch a movie. Pretty much all movies restore my faith in humanity when I watch them. Because there is a unique power in stories. They have a unique way of communicating to a place in our hearts that might otherwise have gone untouched. 
Um, they teach us things that we don't yet fully understand. They help us to see other people with compassion and empathy. They also help us identify or see ourselves in the stories. You know, we're inspired by them. We're removed to improve aspects of our own humanity, hopefully after watching them. And they, they speak to the deep human longings that we all have. You know, we we live in a pretty scientific and a pretty rational and, dare I say it, a very cynical world. But at the end of the day, we all want a love that lasts. We all want good to triumph over evil. We all want a grand adventure. And this is why movies have so much power. This is the secondary belief that J.R.R. Tolkien writes about in which we know that a story isn't true. We know that it didn't really happen, but it's so well developed and it's so well told that it draws us in and it makes us feel as if it's true in some way. It becomes part of us and part of our experience and we adopt it in some part as truth. And yes, I know there is something to be said about being capable of what we watch. I don't think all movies are beneficial for us to watch and not all movies will restore our faith in humanity. And I think that there are some forms of art and specific films and music that are unhelpful to partake in spiritually. I do get that and I do understand that. And that's something that I wrestle with all the time. But the point that I'm trying to make is really that it is possible to find God in even these places. God is all around us, if only we will listen. He is even, I would argue, in the art that has a seeming absence of him. The absence of God can at the same time point us towards him. As Makoto Fujimura says in his book, Art and Faith, again, all art, music and poetry, by intention or not, invokes the new. Even a non-Christian creation must have some sense of hope or it will not be possible to create into a future audience that will have a future encounter with that work of art. Even if someone creates art for a nihilistic reason or to, to sort of, you know, dishonor the Lord, that piece of art by its very nature still points to God. The fact that it was created is evidence of the Imago Dei in us that the Lord put in us. Does that make sense? I hope it does. I'm not saying we should go ahead and study all the art created for evil, but even things that have had their uh, purposes perverted still by their very nature of existing point to the fact that God gave us the ability to make them. You can't hide from God, even if you make something to point people away from him. As my buddy J. Earl Tolkien says, we have come from God. And inevitably, the myths woven by us, though they contain error, will also reflect a splintered fragment of the true light, the eternal truth that is with God. Our myths may be misguided, but they steer howeverly shakily towards the true harbor. Everything we make points in some way to God. The trick is, will we allow it to? And digging into the scriptures, Jesus himself knew the power of telling stories. He spoke in so many parables because he wanted people to understand the kingdom of God. And he thought the best way to do it was to share stories. In the book of Matthew in chapter 13, verses 34 to 35, and this is the message translation, which aptly I think is the most poetic translation, even though it's not the most accurate. But it says, 
All Jesus did that day was tell stories, a long storytelling afternoon. His storytelling fulfilled the prophecy. I will open my mouth and tell stories. I will bring out into the open things hidden since the world's first day. Isn't that great? Stories reveal to us the hidden places of God, the hidden mysteries of the universe. This is why we're drawn to them. This is why Jesus himself used them to communicate to us. And so building this bridge between the the world of faith and the world of art, one of the primary bricks or cement blocks or well, I don't know. How do you build a bridge? What tools do you use? I'm not an, that's not my artistry, but whatever element is used to build a brick first, I imagine of some kind of foundation beam. I believe it's this. This is the link. And it's a quote again from J.R.R. Tolkien. Surprise, surprise. He says, the chief purpose of life for any one of us is to increase according to our capacity, our knowledge of God by all the means we have and to be moved by it to praise and thanks. Those deep heart longings that we talked about earlier about wanting to experience stories that, that, that good triumphs over evil and that, that it's a love that never lasts and that um, all those things that we long for in our stories, those are things that unite us as humankind. Those are the things that art tries to explore. And those are the very things that God put in us to help us find him because he is the answer of all those things. He is the love that lasts and he has triumphed over evil. And so this is, this is that bridge. This is how we get across there. At the end of the day, we're all looking for the same thing. And movies and art are a means by which we can get there. The point is that God can use anything to speak to us and he does. He has used so many movies over the course of my life to speak to me in such intimate, impactful ways. Some movies I wouldn't even consider to be great pieces of art, but he chose to use them anyway. And in the following episodes, we're going to explore those movies that so touched my life. And I can't wait to share them with you. But for now, that's it for episode one. And I'll leave you with these questions. Are you listening? What movies have touched your soul? What was it about that that moved you so? Was it revealing something about God's character and love? That's it for today. Remember to subscribe so you don't miss out on any episodes and discussions. And I'll see you next time where I will talk about my favorite sci-fi films and how God spoke to me in my places of doubt and faith. resource time. If you liked anything that you heard today and you want to explore these ideas more, I'm not the first to explore this idea of art and faith. And so here are some other resources you can check out. One of the very first instances that this idea was explored was in an essay called The Religious Possibilities of the Motion Picture, which dates all the way back to 1911 by Harold Jump. So you can look out for that. Um, Art and Faith is a book by Makoto Fujimura, which I highly recommend if you consider yourself an artist. 
and a person of faith. It is a very recent book and it fabulously discusses the idea of art as an integral part of our understanding God. Additionally, you can check out the book God's Wider Presence by Robert K. Johnson, or The Remarkable Ordinary by Frederick Beekner, or The Liturgy of the Ordinary by Tish Harrison Warren. And these three books talk about how we can better experience and find God in the ordinary aspects of our everyday lives. Till next time.